Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Reaching the midway point of the 8 o'clock hour, Josh Taylor here with you on a Sunday morning. By the way, good to be back here talking with you early on a Sunday morning. It sun's out. It's a nice day. It's clear out. No clouds. It's going to be in the 60s today. It may, you might be out walking already. If you're out walking, listening to this show, if you're in the car, running errands, out with your kids, whatever it is you're doing, we appreciate you making us part of your Sunday morning. Maddie, my wife likes to send me texts during the show. She, I should say, you know, that was one thing she did often before a year ago. But she has now done that. Um, my wife sent me a couple texts during the 7 o'clock hour. Because when I was leaving, my, my son was actually feeding when I was leaving the house to get here. And she says, she texts me, he has eaten, has been changed, and is sleeping. But I'm playing your show for him anyway, since I know he knows your voice. And then she says, after all that talking to him in the womb, he now finds your voice soothing for sleep. So no matter how good I think I am, it's good to know that my voice will always put my kid to sleep. And I'm sure there's somebody else who feels the same way. So, haters have fun with that. Anyway, I got way off topic. Let's talk Pirates here. I've been talking about them a lot for the past hour, but my next guest covers them. For DK Pittsburgh Sports. He knows quite a bit of what's going on in the day-to-day. Plus, usually when he and I talk, we like to crunch the numbers. Friend of the show, Alex Stump, joins me right now on 93.7 The Fan. Alex, good morning. Good morning, Josh. And, hey, you know what? Your voice woke me up this morning. So don't feel too bad. <laughs> usually I expect the adverse effect of what it should be, so I'm okay with that. All right. So, Alex, let's start. Let's start talking about J.T. Brubaker, because I brought him up in the previous segment and how impressed I was. And I, I gave our producer, Matt, credit, because as far as guys who had expectations for J.T. Brubaker, Matt Harkins, our producer, was the first one that ever ever heard say J.T. Brubaker's name out loud when he was still in the minors. But I know you've had quite a bit to either say, tweet, or write about him. J.T. Brubaker, three starts, 15 in the third innings, 18 strikeouts, five walks, one home run allowed. And he's won two of those three starts. What do some of the other numbers tell us about J.T. Brubaker, and what have you been told about J.T. Brubaker? Well, this answers both questions, and it's kind of interesting because coming up through the minors, J.T. Brubaker was a slider-sinker guy. And once he starts getting up to the major leagues, he starts implementing that four-seamer and that curveball more. And while the slider and sinker have looked really good, so far, batters are 0 for 12 combined against the fastball and curve. And it's no coincidence that both of those pitches play very well. He could throw the four-seamer up in the zone. That's something new that helps him use the entire strike zone with his fastball instead of just the lower half. And the curveball tunnels off of that and drops off. He's got to get whiffs with that if he could throw the fastball up. So it's very interesting that this is a guy who – like you said, you know, 2018 minor league pitcher of the year. We heard about him for a little bit, but this isn't exactly the type of JT Brubaker that was sold to a lot of people. Like he was basically a good fit for the old Neil Huntington uh, Ray Searage mold, where here's a guy who's got to work down in the zone. He's got to get, you know, ground outs that type of way. Now it's like, okay, he can use the entire strike zone. He can get whiffs. He can get strikeouts. Maybe someone who's a little better built for just how this game is played right now. All right, with that said, let's shift over to the offensive side of it. As much as we've talked about Gregory Polanco over the years, I've always kind of had the theory of Gregory Polanco is a big, strong dude 
that can swing a bat really, really hard, and when he runs into a ball, crazy things happen. It just doesn't happen often enough. But we're starting to see Gregory Polanco get into one of those runs where it seems like everything he's hitting is getting stung all over the yard. I mean, granted, we know he has the peaks and valleys, but what have we seen? As far as the adjustments he's made, he's talked about that, but what have you seen from Gregory Polanco in the past week or so, and what are the numbers saying about Polanco? Well, let's... <laughs> Let's just say to start with 340 OBP, a little bit of power finally is starting to show up for Gregory Polanco. At this very moment, he's technically an above average hitter results wise <laughs> across the rest of the league, which is, which has big Hawkeye in endgame. Don't do that. Don't give me hope. <laughs> but, um, he's talked about, you know, getting that front foot down and it looks like he has a double tap now whenever he's, in his stride where he gets it down and it seems to really be helping his timing. And you know what, that home run that he hit, that he hit Friday uh, off Devin Williams changeup, which quite frankly might be the best pitch in baseball. That's, that's really good for him not to be fooled with the timing to stay with the pitch and just absolutely crush it. You know what? That's a better swing we saw from Gregory over the last two years. That's the best one. Wow. I, I, you know what? Just for that, Alex, every time Gregory Polanco does something good, I'm tweeting out a gif of Hawkeye just because. And I'm tagging you, and I'm saying, Alex Stump, this is your fault. <laughs> I want to get to, uh, by the way, Alex Stump, DK Pittsburgh Sports. He covers the Pirates. Joins me right now on 93.7 The Fan. He's, he's joining us on the Fan Hotline, brought to you by the Workers' Compensation Law Firm of Hall and Capitas. Alex, we saw this team split four games with the Padres. We saw them take two out of three against the Cubs. We saw them win the first game of a three-game series against Milwaukee in the past seven days. And they got a chance to take two out of three from Milwaukee. Now, taking this the Padres series, parsing that and setting that to the side, these two series against the, these division opponents, I have made the case that you're going to see some moments like this from this team against division opponents because it doesn't feel like the same NL Central we've seen over the previous decade. Does that theory sit well with you? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the worst the NL Central has looked in a while, and this is way too small a sample size, but I, I came into the year thinking that the Brewers were going to win the division. It's not too late. I'd like to change it to Cincinnati because <laughs> that's been the one series where the Pirates didn't even hold a candle in, in any of that. So, I, But overall, I think this is about what we expected from the Pirates early on. They're going to lose a couple games ugly, but they're going to be scrappy for you know most of the time. They're going to pull out some wins. I mean, there's no delusions of this team is going to be, you know, really competitive or anything. This team's probably, if they lose today, they're going to be 6-10, and 10, which is a pace for 100 losses, which I don't think anyone really, you know, would be shocked at the parts this year, especially once, you know, we get to the later parts of the season and Adam Frazier is traded and potentially Tyler Anderson and a couple of these other veterans are sent out of town for prospects. But, you know, that doesn't mean that this team's going to just roll over. There is some competitive fight there. And, hey, you brought up the Padres. You brought, brought up the Brewers. You're like, oh, they didn't have Tatis and Yelich. Part 7 had Cabrian. I mean, just to throw that out there, too. To your point, Key Brian Hayes, we got an update on him last week. Is there a realistic window that we should expect him back? What does it look like right now? You know, on Wednesday, we got the update that he was swinging. He was played soft toss. This series, we got other news that he's, you know, facing live pitching. It seems like there are a lot of 
pieces in place, like he probably could get ready or be activated any day, but he hasn't been. And I know whatever they put him on, they said it was probably going to be about 10 days. They waited to see how the injury lasted. Thought, okay, we'll be a little slower with this in general. But this is day 15 now. And this is kind of, okay, when's this guy going to be coming around eventually? But I, I do fully expect that he will be activated well before this road trip ends. Alex Stump covers the Pirates, DK Pittsburgh Sports. Appreciate the time as always, man. Now, granted, I, I won't be in this space next week, but I imagine it will be again soon, and hopefully we get to do it again then. Sounds good, man. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to sleep listening to the show now. <laughs> Appreciate you, Alex. Alex Stump, good for a quip every once in a while. I, I can't tell you. Matt, now, Matt Harkins, our producer, Matt and I have gotten into some really great, really great press box discussions at PNC Park. Now, Maddie, for the most part, for for the better part of what two, three years now, Maddie, you've been doing a lot of um, game day productions at the ballpark. Is that fair? Before the pandemic, yes. Yeah, okay. Before the pandemic, Matt, Maddie was doing a lot of games, producing a lot of games on the ballpark side. So during the game, you, I'd probably, if I was there covering for TV, I'd probably see the same couple guys that I end up sitting with. I'd, I'd see the Rob Beer Temples. You know, Rob and I used to work together. That's my guy. You know, me and Rob go back a ways. You know, I'd see those guys. I'd see the John Parados of the world. Much respect to the OG. But usually the guys I would congregate with most often would be Matt Harkins and Alex Stumpf. Matt, remember that day we sat down and realigned baseball? I actually found that sheet of paper last week. Oh, you got to bring that to me. You got to, like, at least send it to me or something. Like, send me a picture of it. Because I, I had that discussion probably once every couple months now about what I would do to realign baseball. And I bring up the discussion that you and I and Alex had. Me, Matt Harkins, Alex Stump, we sat there in the press box. Was it during a rain delay or was it just before first pitch? I can't remember. It might have been during the game. We just we sat there and just realigned the entire, all the divisions of MLB. I think we added two expansion teams. Is that what we did too? Did we do that also? I can't remember. I don't think so. It's on Twitter. I can go find it. Yeah, I'll have to look that up because that was actually a really cool discussion that we had. And we walked away going, just make, just put us in charge. Like, just have us run baseball. Everything else is smooth. I'm cool with it. Like, Alex could be Rob Manfred. Um, give me the Theo Epstein gig, and you could be like Joe Torre. That's it. You just have us run baseball. We're good. Everything else is perfect. <laughs> We're going to take a break. 